0: Light. yes where do you want to go
1: i don't know get that up Greg. anywhere you are though
0: that's what's up uh, are you packing your bags
1: you already know
0: get that up good.
1: make your best life oh, it's never too late it's never too late it's never too late to make your best life Ooh, I that twice i write the code i my best life give me the, give me the upgrade i spent enough days trying to figure out my way
0: no longer in the maze Had to get out my way. hey hey what's happening billy carson here aka forbidden knowledge and your host for the biohack your best life podcast is
1: elizabeth oh, hello what's up what's good happy friday everybody welcome to another episode of biohack your best life I'm just posting this real quick so we can get some more people in the chat live right now.
0: All right, cool. Let's build this chat up. Make sure you click like and subscribe. Make sure you share this video. Yes. Please share the video and please click the like button that helps with the algorithm so that we can get more exposure and get more people to hear what we have to say because consciousness is not just about ancient aliens and ancient civilizations and Kemet and, uh, you know, UFOs and UAPs. And it's, a, it's, a, it's about a, a lot more than just that. We, as people on this planet, have to begin to learn how to maximize every area and aspect of our lives. And so that's what the Biohack Your Best Life podcast is all about. So thank you for coming on tonight.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, OK, we think we're a little blurry.
0: <laughs> think so?
1: Yeah. Are we blurry, uh, guys? Can you see us? It
0: looks a little, This is tad. The screens on there look pretty good.
1: They do? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Maybe able to make a slight adjustment. Want, want me to make okay. adjustments? Go check it out. I'm going to just check this camera just a little bit here, just to make sure we got good focus.
1: That's, yep.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's good. Yeah. All right, cool. i let kickstart this. All right,
1: we in there like swimwear, guys. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, that's way better. Okay. Hey, so how was everybody's week so far? Ours was very busy. Um, we have not taken a break since the beginning of the year, or actually at all since a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so we came up with this, this episode today because I know that we're coming into um, the time of Aquarius, right? Or have yeah. we already entered the state, age of Aquarius?
0: Not yet. It's Not close. Yet.
1: 2025. Okay. 2025. Okay. So I'm hearing lots of people um, either breaking up with their significant others or getting way closer to their significant others. Right. So, um, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit today about how to manifest your perfect person because in my true heart of hearts, I really believe there is somebody for everybody not that you even need somebody to walk through life or be happy but at the same time we are a community we are community uh, mammals we like to have community and and uh we find comfort within other people mm-hmm. so
0: exactly so
1: yeah i mean it is important it's an important subject to talk about yeah. and uh yeah so yeah.
0: Hey! How are you started it off?
1: It's <laughs> gonna. I was going to basically interview Billy because I I didn't want this to be strictly on how to manifest your perfect partner, but really how to manifest your perfect life, which in turn raises your frequency and attracts people more along the lines of, you know, where you are. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. honestly, you you just attract where you're at, basically. So as you elevate through life, you will meet new partners. You will have. Many relationships, most likely, Mm -hmm. and you will see growth throughout each one of them. So I guess just tell people a little bit about your life and how you were able to manifest your way out of your circumstances, because that's exactly what you did.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, since it's kind of relationship based, I'm going to touch on that a little bit, too. But um, I grew up in a pretty tumultuous household, uh, you know, a very uh, unstable situation. And uh, both my parents, they loved me dearly. I know they did. Looking back now, I have the the insight and the understanding and uh, and the empathy to realize that they did the best that they can do do what, what they knew. Um, but, you know, it was pretty bad. Uh, my father, as you probably heard me talk about before, was an alcoholic and a drug addict. It is what it is. He was a good man when he was sober, but when he wasn't sober... You know, he was hardly ever around and not that responsible. And so I would often see a lot of arguments in the house from a very young age, a lot of fights, a lot of arguments between him and my mom and my mom chasing him around the house. And fortunately, he never he he never hit my mom. He never beat my mom. But My mom was beating, (laughs) beating the crap out of him. Uh, But that had a heavy impact on my perception of what a relationship should be. Okay. Um, and of course, being in that situation that they were in, we were also impoverished. So we were very, very poor. I mean, you know, I'm talking about utilizing the next door neighbor's water to take a bath outside because our pipes underneath our house had broken and and the water was off, getting fruits out of the neighbor's tree so that we can have food to eat sometime, just depending on the situation, and donated food to the house as well. But the combination of the poverty. And the lack and also the dysfunctional family life, uh, it can really weigh on somebody. And if you don't know how to get out of it, it can affect you for future generations. I was able to get out of the lack and the financial side by really digging in deep and making my own conscious decisions and acting on them. Some of you know that I, I literally started selling my toys door to door. I was asking for donations And, you know, a penny, a nickel, a quarter, a dime, whatever you have, I just want to raise some money so I can have money for the ice cream truck. And I was, you know, a young kid. And I realized at that moment that I was going to save myself, that I had literally manifested what I wanted. I wanted to get the bazooka bubblegum with the comic strip inside from the ice cream truck. And by selling my toys, I was able to do that. And I knew that day that my life was going to be different than what The rest of the kids in that neighborhood life was going to be. So I began to make that change. I began to think about things that I wanted in life. And I began to think about actions that I can utilize in my life to make those things happen for me. In other words, I went to inner space, not outer space. I started relying on myself and not outside sources. And by doing that, I was able to manifest a small business at the age of 12 selling digital car stereos which helped me generate a lot of revenue, which sprung out into more opportunities and more opportunities. All along the way, though, by the time I, you know, moved out and got my own place and and really started dating, I was manifesting very strange relationships. Uh, Relationships that kind of almost were toxic, just like the ones I grew up watching, not only in my household, but even in other families, uh, family members' households. there seemed to be a track record You know, almost like a generational curse. And, uh, you know, that's the the initial start was I manifested my way out of the darkness on the financial aspect and the lack of abundance aspect. But because of the trauma linked to what I knew as a real relationship, I kind of almost got locked into that same cycle. Pretty interesting.
1: So how do you think that you started to, okay, so when you got into relationships, In your younger days, did you find yourself dating the same type of person in a different body or was it all kind of different? Did they have different personalities?
0: They all had slightly different personalities. Now, the first person I ever dated, um, you know, was just a good person. I only went on one date. But then after that, when I got into, you know, like long term dating and then getting into relationships, each person um, had a personality that was more of uh, a taker. Okay. And the personality was more of um, was more one sided. Now, I'm not saying I was an angel and I was the best person on the planet on the planet. I did stuff, too. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I, I realized I'm a giver. And when givers and takers meet, they usually end up in a relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because what we tend to attract before we start the healing process is what we have have seen or felt as love. From our very, very young age. Mm -hmm. So from zero to seven, we kind of get conditioned and our brain perceives the world as how it's going to be. But we literally if you're in that area of life and your love that your parents are showing you is toxic, then you're going to feel more secure when attracting someone that's toxic because that's what you're familiar with. Yes. So because you probably were. I don't know, the kid with a whole bunch of responsibilities. You probably were raising your younger siblings. Everything was dumped onto you. So you had to give. Mm -hmm. So that's how you showed love, how you learned to show love. And so that's probably why when you started getting into relationships, you would attract women that were more takers because that's what you were familiar with. And we always tend to attract and want what, see, want not consciously but subconsciously 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 yeah. so we're attracting these people even though we know consciously this is not good and it's you know triggering us but we're mm-hmm. more comfortable with that toxic situation because that's what we know love to be
0: yeah my father was a taker he took my, my mother non-stop mm-hmm. you know he wasn't a great contributor unfortunately um and uh he ruined a couple of businesses that i you know that i convinced my mom to start and Uh, and he was always just using and taking and taking and taking what little that was there, you know, by, by taking, I mean, like not, not contributing enough from not holding his up and not holding up his end of the bargain, but always expecting everything else in return Mm -hmm. or there'd be arguments and fights and everything else. And so I kind of took the role of like my mother's mindset of the giver. Mm -hmm. And then I found takers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So when did you start seeing that change in your life?
0: Um that changed. What do you mean?
1: Like when did you start attracting, you know, healthy people? Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well. So what's interesting is so um I I pretty much had a really, really um heartfelt uh heartfelt conversation with myself one day. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I said to myself, man, this is this is just not working out. Every time I turn around. It's, you know, I'm putting myself in the same situation. And I suffered through one of these relationships for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, man, I'm, I'm like using up good years of my life. And I said, man, what can, what, you know, what can I do? How can I make a change in my life? How can I, you know, get with somebody that I feel like I truly deserve? And so I went to the beach. And on the beach, I started walking that beach. And I started doing manifestation meditations. Now, one thing that it helped me do, it helped me begin to, uh, to recreate myself, but it's a growing and slow process. There wasn't an instantaneous change. So I, even though I, I wasn't changing as fast as I wanted, I did feel slight changes happening, but I still ended up in a few, a few more relationships that were kind of similar. And then it finally came to the breaking point where I said, this has to stop. I got to draw a line in the sand. And I went back to the beach and this is now a few years later. And I literally sat there for about maybe three or four hours. And I walked about five miles on that beach. Uh, and you know, that path that I walk, it's about five miles all the way from one basketball court to the other end and all the way back to the hotels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said, man, I'm just going to start focusing on, I don't know the look, I don't know what type of woman it's going to be in terms of like, you know, the, the size, the shape, the color, the race, it doesn't even matter. I just want somebody that is going to be there to support me. And the second thing I said is I need to be happy with myself. And so I started taking myself on dates, talking to myself, beginning to love myself and continue Mm -hmm. to do my manifestation meditation. Rewinds. Yeah.
1: Beginning to do what?
0: Beginning to love myself.
1: Okay. So that's, that's the key. That's the key with this, because if you have no love for self, Then you'll let yourself get used. You'll let yourself get ran over. You'll let yourself get treated like crap because your love for self is not there. Mm -hmm. So once you start to begin to really focus on you, set boundaries around yourself and really, really pour into you, that's when or that's partially why you can start attracting someone.
0: Yeah. I had began to realize that it's not them. It's me. Mm. And I real—I I began to realize that everything that's happening to me is because of me. Mm-hmm. So I realized, like, wow, I'm the one that's making these decisions. I'm the one that's putting myself in these situations. Nobody put a gun to my head and said, get into that situation. Mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. That biggest realization was, like, for me, the epiphany, like, mind-blowing. I really came to terms with what I was doing and the decisions that I was actively making to put myself in a um, in a potentially – Uh, you know, uh, toxic situation over and over again. And that's when I began to say, well, now that I'm feeling more happy with myself, at some point in the given future, the person that's right for me, that matches me perfectly without giving them any type of requirement in terms of the way they looked, how they were, how old they were, how young they were, it didn't even matter. Just somebody that fit with me like a piece of a puzzle. And I began to walk that walk and think that and manifest it and believe that it was already happening in my mind. And to be honest with you, unexpectedly, uh, you had uh, reached out to Donnie Arcade, an artist that I had formerly signed to my record label and he became independent, but we're really great friends and we still collaborate together. Um, And they had reached out to him to get my phone number because she was a CEO of a company that that wanted her to reach out so I can film their location uh, for a TV series or at least an, a, 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 a premiere on my TV network, which I had just started. So I told Donnie, yeah, just give them my number. Cool. I'll talk to them. Next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call from Detroit and it's Elizabeth.
1: What up, done?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know anything about this woman. Right. Nothing.
1: He knew nothing.
0: <laughs> nothing. She didn't know anything about me. I knew nothing about her, which is pretty cool because she wasn't a fan. And um, you know, after we got off the phone, I had to go look them up to do my due diligence to make sure I wasn't going to waste my energy going all the way up to Detroit to to talk to these people and film their place, not knowing if they really had anything to contribute to to the community. So I see her. I think she's gorgeous, beautiful, Um, and I'm thinking that she's probably in a relationship. You know, so I hadn't even made the connection between her being with me. I just saw a woman that looked beautiful, and you know, you can commend that. You can. You can make a conscious observation, and I agreed to come up there and and, uh, and film the uh, facility, which I did. While we were up there, we went out a couple of times, right? Mm-hmm. Not we, just me and you, but the whole team, her whole team. Yeah. And she kept sitting next to me. Yeah. And I was saying, <laughs> and I mean, I thought you were, in, I thought you were with the other guy for some reason because I just saw so many collaborations. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, it turns out that she wasn't. But I wasn't, you know, over you know I wasn't becoming overbearing because I was there for business and when I'm on business, you know now I'm strictly business. Uh, she was throwing hints but I wasn't catching them uh, to be honest with you but at the end of the night uh, her her associate her assistant took me back to the airport and i asked her you know about the potential relationship between her and the guy because i was like she wasn't kind of sitting next to him <laughs> she wasn't talking to we him We got a
1: whole a whole other female <laughs> to the movie that we went to but
0: they didn't seem cuddly or nothing so i thought maybe <laughs> i don't know it was weird come to find out she said no no they're not together they never been together it's just she even you know has a slight interest <laughs> in you so that was pretty cool so see how this works out i come back to florida all the way down to south florida and a week later Elizabeth and her entire team are in South Florida on a team trip not too far from my house. And I get a phone call telling me that, you know, I was saying, hi, hey, what's going on? And they were telling me that the Airbnb that they were staying at was busted, Mm -hmm. that they lied on the application.
1: (laughs) It was bad. There were roaches in there this big. Oh,
0: man. Palmetto bugs, what we call them down here. Oh, my God. So I said, well, guys, look, I'm in this. Brand new house is huge house all by myself. It's fully furnished. we got tons of rooms. Bring your whole team over and we'll, uh, you know, we'll hang out here and you guys will be fine. They came down. I had my chef come over and cook a nice meal and we hung out. We went walking on that same beach. Elizabeth and I went walking on that same beach the night that they came over. I remember that we were picking out rooms and I was like, I'm going to talk to her tonight. So we <laughs> we spent the night talk up talking and laughing for hours Two Nights in a row went to the beach, went walking on that same exact beach where I had been basically praying and manifesting to bring somebody that fit with me like the piece of a puzzle. And that walk was phenomenal,
1: yeah. It was,
0: yeah. Um, I remember Nina, you know, your assistant at the time, she had on those uh, those crocs, crocs. Yeah, crocs.
1: she was way behind, she couldn't
0: keep up, she had blisters. <laughs> she so I felt so we walked, we walked about five miles again, yeah. yeah. And her assistant had all these blisters on her piece, she couldn't keep up. But we had some great talks and a great time. And and we've pretty much been together ever since. It was a long-distance relationship for the first year, which is pretty tough. Mm-hmm. We went traveling a lot, though, and we learned a lot about each other. And I found that, you know, Elizabeth wasn't a taker. She was also a giver, something I had never done before. A giver and a giver together, something unique. So, you know, it, it's weird because sometimes the things that you pray for and you 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 meditate on and you want to manifest into your life they pop up and you're right before your very eyes and sometimes you're still thinking it's coming but then it's there I had to basically come to a point where I woke up and realized what i have been seeking for was seeking me that's Rumi that's an ancient Rumi uh, not ancient but it's a Rumi quote Rumi, yes and it was right there right in front of me mm-hmm. and all i had to do was accept it so I finally came to the point of acceptance and accepted what was there for me, and what was already seeking me. And my life has never been the same.
1: Oh, It I never gets old.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so let me ask when you when we when we met, how did you start seeing qualities in me that were different from your past relationships? So you knew that it was going to be different.
0: Well, you didn't have a lot of materialistic um, needs. You were a self-sufficient, independent woman that could take care of herself. And, um, you know, and it's not about all this, you know, I expect the woman to pay because, you know, I like to take care. But every now and then, you know, you say, let me No, I want to do this, or let me, let me handle that, you know? Um, or you'll just, out of the blue, take care of something. Or whether it was, you know, you realize we needed something for the house, groceries or whatever. You just go out and get it. And I wouldn't even ask for it. It was this... Um, it was just willingness and need to also want to give and, 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 you know, uh, and support. And then also I started seeing that you had a lot of the same interest as me, not specifically biohacking because I was kind of new to the biohacking because of you, but, but interest in terms of the, the quest for knowledge, learning, understanding, and I'll be quite honest. And it's not a knock against anybody that I've been with, but, their interests weren't aligned with my interests. And that can cause, uh, you know, hedge to butt sometimes, especially when the interests aren't really on a level of knowledge that I can have a decent conversation with all the time. You know, sometimes I'd have to just dumb down my conversations. I'll be quite honest with you. And pretend like, you know, pretend like I was uh, an average person.
1: No, what did you tell me? We were out to breakfast one time. This was in the first year of us. Being together and you were like, yeah, you know, I just let people talk and I usually know the answer to everything. But I just I let them <laughs> talk because, you know, you see, you just, you
0: see know. me doing that a million times. <laughs>
1: yes. Because I, I used to be
0: like, I just want to let people feel like they, you know, like they contributed something or they gave me some knowledge that I didn't know about, you know, because I, like, I don't want to always be like the person that knows everything.
1: I was like, don't do that. And, and I started <laughs> to pick it up when you would do that to me. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. If you noticed already. And just let me know that you know this already. <laughs> don't do that.
0: <laughs> it's hard when you know a lot of stuff. I know, <laughs> and then you know, and people got to you know, you, and people be like, man, I don't want to talk to this guy no more because he knows too he much. Knows
1: everything already.
0: But yeah. you know, but I've got to honestly admit that I've learned so much from you. Um, there's so much that I learned in biology, cell biology, uh, science. You know the biohacking. Understanding energy flows in the body and just so much more that I hadn't tapped into—a whole other area I hadn't tapped into. So it's exciting to have these conversations and and read some of your books, go through some of your knowledge, and understand what you know. It adds to my life versus me always just giving, 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 giving—not just money, but even just giving only knowledge. knowledge. And, and it answers. Gets, it gets draining. <laughs> yeah. I get bombarded everywhere I go, and I I appreciate the love. Don't get me wrong. I got cornered at the airport last night you know and i was just getting hit upside the head people were just like <laughs> they were fighting over who's going to ask the next question and i'm like guys i got to get on my plane so but you know it's uh so it you know if you're in a relationship where that's only happening which i've been in it's like man and when you when you explain something a lot of the times they just don't get it but you know what I love about you is if you don't fully understand, you'll research more. You'll ask more questions. That until it makes sense to you. But you will actually begin to dig and do your own research instead of just relying on what I give you. And uh, so that's what I love. I love somebody that I, that that it's it's a it's a you know it's a two way relationship energetically. I'm giving and you're giving, and I'm getting some from you, and you're getting some from me. And so it's like wow it's just brought me to a certain level of peace and happiness that I just really can't explain. Mm-hmm. You know, some people say, well, why are you with why Why come you with her? Because she makes me happy. <laughs> she adds to my existing happiness that I already had. Yeah. And she brings me knowledge. <laughs> I learn stuff, which is what I love to do. Obviously, I'm a learner. I love to learn and gain knowledge. So it's been amazing.
1: I just think it's really cool how we literally didn't, We didn't know each other. We didn't know about each other. We lived across the country from each other. And so it's crazy how people can attract. And if you're meant to be with somebody, you will find that person, whether they be in the same city as you or across the freaking country. If you're ready for that person to come in, then they will come regardless of where you're at. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's kind of cool because like literally... I didn't know who you were. I started to watch some of your lives and stuff after, because I had to do my research to know yep. like what type of questions to ask when you got to the facility and everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were live this one time, and you were talking about some things. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I was like oh man, he doesn't like this, that, and the other. And I'm a little bit, you know, I'm yeah. I'm a free spirit. I'm yeah. like uh, I'm I'm very impulsive. Right. You are not impulsive. No. <laughs> you're very very logical, very like it has to like safe you're so safe, <laughs> it's
0: so safe. I
1: try to be safe. Like, I want to go on all the roller coasters with my arms up in the front row. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Have you seen the roller coasters breaking and all the people flying? Just zero to 100 real quick. But <laughs> so I, I was it was not expected. You know, it was not expected when we finally did meet. Yeah. And I just I don't know. I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting it at all. But what got me was when we were sitting across from each other at dinner our first dinner together ever. And we Mm -hmm. were with some other people, but you knew so much. And I was like, wow, he's smart. (laughs) Like This is amazing because to be honest you guys, we got to raise our consciousness a little bit. We got to start doing a little bit of research. We got to start knowing more things. I mean, this is the information age. We literally have everything, all the answers to the entire world right here at Mm -hmm. our fingertips. And if we don't take advantage of that, it's a very sad thing. So anyways, you, you were brilliant. And I was like, okay, that then my hard eyes popped out. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this guy, (laughs) who is this guy, and you were tall, dark, and handsome. (laughs) But anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just cool because in both of our lives, we've both had different lives, different paths, been through different things. If I would have met you 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you would have not, (laughs) not 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 wanted to be around me and i would yeah. have not wanted to be around you at right. all because we just weren't there frequency wise no. You know,
0: we are our our, our our lives intersected on a timeline yes at the appropriate time and space mm-hmm. and the appropriate frequency
1: yes
0: um and what's so beautiful is i sent out the ripples in space time looking for what i felt i needed to add to my life Years before I ran into Elizabeth, but those ripples, those conscious thoughts in my manifestation walks about what I would need to add the right piece to my puzzle. Those ripples went out in space time and they rippled into the future and they altered my future reality in the third dimension. Just my conscious thoughts. This is the stuff that we teach in the Manifest Destiny workshop, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. You guys got to get the link to that and register ASAP. It's a 10 hour workshop. It's really seven, but I usually go over time. Right? It's an incredible workshop because I really go deep, deep, deep into the keys of manifesting. And I have this year for the fifth year, I have all new manifesting techniques that are interactive that I'm going to do with you live in the actual workshop. I'm going to show you how to manifest something live in the workshop, something you've probably never done before. I'm going to give you uh, An understanding of how powerful your mind truly is. And so you got to realize also that when you send out these conscious thoughts, these thoughts, they leave your brain as light waves. Those light waves are encoded with data. The data are your thoughts. The same way a cell phone works. Cell phone is microwave. Microwave is what? Light. The same as your brain. It's not your brain does not emit microwaves, but it's the same concept. The data is piggybacking and riding on the back of the microwave to the tower. That's how you send data back and forth. You piggyback data on light. Our brains do the same thing. We piggyback our conscious thoughts, which is data on top of a light wave that leaves our skull and enters into space time. And those waves that I sent out years prior, they finally created a boomerang effect in the universe. That brought her right into my life and vice versa brought me into her life at the appropriate time and space where we can intersect. And then we had to do what we had to take action mm-hmm. because conscious thoughts backed by only action equals manifestation. If without the action, what was the action? Long distance relationship. Yeah, not he easy. Like,
1: actually, he, was, he was like, so I'm gonna see you in a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I- like, "Ooh, I like this.
0: Now, here's the action part. I go to the airport. Yeah. On the appointed day and time at about 4 a.m. I'm headed to the airport. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the highway is backed up for miles. I'm like, at 4 a.m. I'm like, no, this is impossible. And then I find out it's all leading to the airport. Somebody had a had a, a package or something they thought might have been a bomb at the airport. So they shut down the whole airport and their cars that were going to the airport were backed up for miles.
1: I was on the phone with him at this yeah. time and I was so sad, but I was trying not to act like I was like, oh, it's all right. You know, but I was so sad. I wanted to see you so bad.
0: I know. So I took a picture just let her see what was going on in the highway. Like, oh. And while I was talking to her, I was already booking a ticket from the Miami airport. I left for a lot of that, went to Miami. I was already en route to Miami. I found me a flight See. It's the determination now, because that could have been like the breaking point in the beginning. Oh, I had some adversity and I just gave up. I said, yeah, well, you know what? Guess what it wasn't meant to be. Or I try to get to you in another couple of weeks when I get some time. And guess what? Time is funny. Things come up. Situations change. Opportunities change. Windows open. Windows also close. That's the way it works. But I took action. I said, no, nah, I'm not gonna let this opportunity pass me by. I booked that ticket, drove all the way to Miami, and I ended up three hours later in Detroit where I was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, you did. I was like, this guy is serious. I like this. <laughs> His action pulled me in, reeled me all the way in. I was like, Yeah, yeah, he's real. And it's 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 important. You you cannot just think, okay, so back in the day. When I first watched The Secret, this was, I don't know, 15 years ago. How Mm. many years ago did this come out? It came out a long time ago. As soon as it came out, I watched it. And I was thinking by just, you know, thinking of something, then it would happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Just thinking. So I'm going to decide I'm winning the lottery. Right. I'm winning the lottery. I'm going to win it. My thoughts are surrounded. I'm just, I'm winning the freaking lottery. And when I didn't win the lottery, heartbroken. I'm like, oh, what the? this is some bull. I was like, this is not, this is not it. The lottery. <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
0: But, I, don't, I understand though. I, yeah, get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's
1: like, damn. But you have to have some sort of action behind your thought process. Now, thoughts are really, really powerful, especially when you have emotion behind the thought. So that's really how I try to pull things in. I like we're doing a a 90 day challenge with our team right now. Everyone that we work with on Forbidden Knowledge. And what we're doing is a 15 minute meditation slash visualization. Right. All about the same goal. We all are are meditating every single day for Mm -hmm. the next 90 days about the same goal. Why? Because it adds more energy out into the ether. Right. Now you have more power to your manifestation. And what I made clear in our meetings was that you have to have the emotion behind the way that you are thinking the way that you're visualizing you have to literally hear the bell ringing when the company goes public you have to feel it in your hands and mm-hmm. hear the ding and and feel your body how does that make your body feel mm-hmm. that's how you are able to manifest yeah. of course you have to put the action behind it but if you add emotion and literal visualization so much so that you can touch what you're visualizing that will bring it towards you way faster.
0: Absolutely, and I love that meeting that you set up for the team because that that meeting that you set up for the team got everybody pumped. Mm. You brought Tim's story in. You let yeah. him come in and yeah. do his thing and and get the and get them really excited mm-hmm. uh, and motivated and inspired. More, more most uh, you know, most importantly, the inspiration that he brought was oh, yeah. so powerful. Mm-hmm. And then I like the way that you had everyone commit to this manifestation meditation on a daily basis to the point you put it in our to-do list on Basecamp that must be checked off every, every single day. day that it's done.
1: Every day, plus five things you're grateful for. We five have folders every for. single day. You write five things you're grateful for and you check off that you've done, your are 15 minute meditation.
0: Right, Super every single fun. day, our whole, our whole staff. Mm-hmm. And so, but that gets us on the same frequency. Yes. That gets us on the same motivation, the same goal, the same intentions. Yes. The same clarity. The universe wants clarity. See, you can say to somebody, uh, you know, I, I was talking to somebody when I was talking to somebody at, the, at an actual mystery school a long time ago. They were like, Man, I've been having trouble manifesting. I tried to watch your Manifest Destiny, you know, uh, uh, workshop that you put up online, but I, I just i am not doing it. I'm not getting it. I said, well, what's, what are you trying to manifest? The guy said he wanted a car. And I said, OK, great. I said, well, what kind of car do you want? And he's like, well, you know, something I could probably afford. And, you know, I said, well, right there, you already lost. You're giving ambiguous, unclear information to the universe. Mm. It's listening to every conscious thought. Why? Because you're sending that wave of intention out into the universe just by thinking. It's piggybacked with data. The data you're sending to the universe is unclear. I can give you a car. You want a car? I'm going to go down to the junkyard and pay $15 for a junkyard car that doesn't even have an engine block in it. It's a car though, right? Mm -hmm. You see, I'm the universe. You want a car? Okay. I'll give you that car. You can have this car. You see, you get that car. You can't do anything with it. You weren't specific. There's no clarity. Mm -hmm. When you want something to manifest, you have to be extremely clear about what you're trying to manifest. You have to know everything about it. You have to think on it and understand it in a way that makes it so positive and so clear to you that you can feel it. And once you feel it, like Elizabeth was saying, the universe will sense that the boomerang comes back at that frequency and brings you exactly what you're looking for. But there's always some energy exchange that has to take place. Like I had to exchange some energy to make that first date happen. I literally had to make a tough decision. Do I? Just rebook a new ticket right now and hop on a plane and make this enemy, drive all the way down to Miami? Or do I just pass it up and say, you know, maybe, maybe another time. That decision I made that day, the universe brought her to me, but I needed to take that action. I had the clarity. Everything was right. I had the feeling, I had the energy. Everything was right where it needed to be, except Action part, and when I once I took the action, you see the result three years later.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly, the results.
0: Yes, the results. Mm -hmm. Results. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's the result. (laughs) Um. Yes. Yes, guys. Um. We are going to take a quick little break here to show you guys some shows. Oh. Oh, I was going to do the shows. Let's do the do shows. The show. Do the hey, shows. Hey, this is a dope day. Stay, here. This, this is This is it's dope. Only,
0: it's less than a minute. Just check yeah. out this incredible Let us commercial. know what you
1: think. Let us know what you think in the chat because this is fire. This
0: is for... for- Forbidden Alex. Television. Um,
1: this is logged in on November 25th, 2023, Eastern Standard Time. Um... Sensitive material has been breached, and it is now in front of the public. This is very sensitive documentation, and the
0: world will be in total chaos if leaked, and it is now leaked. All of it. Not one document, all of it. Place of exploitation. Forbidden knowledge. Television. This must be stopped.
1: Hey, Ooh. that commercial's dope. Yeah. What you guys think? <laughs> Let me see the fires in the chat if you oh, like it. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Make sure you guys get that. Get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on your app store ASAP. Yes. Get the app. It's on Apple TV, iOS app store, Google mm-hmm. Play, Roku, Samsung TVs, and of course, the web at 4BK.TV. Mm-hmm. You can also stream it to any device if you have it on your phone. So make sure you get that forbidden knowledge TV app. Over fifty thousand downloads on Android on Google Play.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for the fireballs. Yes, yeah. it was. It's fire. It is. Yeah,
0: fire. it's fire. It's fire. Um, I did shout wanna... out to Dean Beans. Oh yeah,
1: Dean Beans made that. What up, though? Dean Beans out <laughs> of Detroit. Detroit in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to touch on a fact that, or touch on something that you said. Um, that if you're not manifesting. What is going on with that? Right. So mm. you talk about a stream that goes out into the ether and then has that on it and brings it back. So I I picture like a radio, mm-hmm. like a radio wave. Yeah. And sometimes our channels have static and it causes things not to come clear to us because mm. we are not aligned consciously and subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So how do you become aligned consciously and subconsciously? You have to do the work, right? And what is the work? The shadow work. Mm-hmm. What is shadow work? Well, it's all the dark places within you that you're scared of looking at, that you're scared of touching, yeah. that you're scared of healing, right? That's why a lot of people don't do it because they're scared. And, mm-hmm. and you know, ego will tell you it's not out of fear, but it's yeah. mostly out of fear. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Some of the stuff that we've all been through in life Mm -hmm. so once you start to clear out that bodily trauma that cellular memory that Mm -hmm. cellular trauma from your mind your body and your energy body then you'll have a straight and clear frequency Mm -hmm. to be able to manifest more so so much more so that literally now i've done so much healing work you've done a lot of healing work Mm -hmm. like we have to be yeah. very careful about what we think about because things will happen like quickly. that <laughs>
0: very quickly.
1: Good, bad, and ugly. Okay? That's right. Yes. You know, yes.
0: That's why we always have to be mindful about, about what we think and what we say. Yes. Because honestly, it can happen. <laughs> and we recognize the power. We we have become masters at manifesting. Mm-hmm. And that comes with a lot of responsibility. Yes. Because you ever heard of yin and yang? Well, it's there, it's real. Mm -hmm. And you try to say, well, why, how come some of these people, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're so evil in the world and and they've got all this money and they've got all these things. Well, because that force that allows them to manifest, it works for dark and light. Yeah. So you have to be very mindful of everything you do, everything you say and how you act, how you respond. Um, because you're also affecting, you're creating that same frequency that's going out and it will come right back. And in some cases, the more, connected the more clear your signal is like elizabeth was saying the faster it will come back
1: yeah yeah it can happen pretty fast it can seriously we were talking about hitting a bird or windshield or something and then our driver came home and was like i'm so sorry i hit a bird we were like wow that was literally within half hour within a
0: half hour that happened
1: like super crazy so it's wild it's it's serious out here but um yeah I mean it's it's really, really important just to stay stay on the healing path me personally I mean everyone I think that's where everyone lacks mm-hmm. is is their their healing journey yeah. the shadow work I mean I'm gonna be talking about ways to heal yourself during our um manifest destiny workshop, which is super exciting. I'm gonna lead you guys through a meditation that is brand new that I literally I downloaded it mm-hmm. I downloaded it within the past two days. Wow. And it is going to be phenomenal because mm. it helps to clear out cellular trauma. I love it. Right. Because we can't, it, sometimes it's stuck in our bodies and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the mind body connection, I mean, we'll, we'll get sick if we don't start addressing what is stuck within our bodies. Yeah. Right. Cellular trauma. Your cells remember everything, even if you don't consciously remember. And yes. I know this because I've gotten so much work done um cranial sacral emotional release work i've gotten um emdr i mean so many different modalities i've done so i've been able to connect with my cellular consciousness and sometimes memories come up that i don't even consciously remember because i've mm-hmm. stuck them away because it's traumatizing yeah right you've had some,
0: Happen me. Happened some work happened to
1: yes i mean yes. somato-
0: emotional some somato- emotional release release work yes it's hard to say somato- that emotional that
1: release work i know <laughs> uh
0: just recently. That's what we were in Detroit doing Mm -hmm. with Mindy. And um, memories came up that I didn't even know I had in my mind. But then when they came up, I realized that was a part of my life. Yeah, My my body and my mind and my cells buried it so deep. Mm -hmm. And it was trauma. It was some things that happened that I had to, now I had to face them and, and work through that. But that's how you clear out these dark spaces in your life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting when when you felt those memories come up, was there a part of your body that was tense, tight, or did you notice any any feeling within your body when those memories started to come up?
0: Well, the first thing I noticed was my lower back was already hurting and Mm -hmm. it got more intense. It started feeling more sharp. Mm -hmm. And without me saying anything, the practitioner said, you're storing all of this in your lower back, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is where most of my pain is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes, and that's where a lot of people, a lot of us, we walk around with lower back issues, and we think it's just back issues from getting older and this, that, and the other. A lot of the time, it is where you stuff your emotions at. Mm-hmm.
0: We're getting video lag. Oh, yeah, we're getting video lag, guys. I'm
1: Hold gonna. Th- it be fixed Are now. we back? We're yes. we good. We're good now.
0: We're good.
1: OK. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. So like I was saying, a lot of people stuff their emotions in their lower back. They tense it. They tighten it. For me, I stuff a lot of emotion in the crease of my right leg and in my chest here and then in my shoulder blade. And in my shoulder blade, I saw Pauline on here. She she gives us massage. She's phenomenal. Oh, oh my Pauline's
0: God. on here. Oh, yeah, Pauline. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love
1: her. But yes, I mean, she yeah. she knows like my shoulder blades are full of it's like just nonstop yeah. knots, because what happens is when something reminds us, even if we don't consciously remember things. Right. So if you might see a video mm-hmm. that might remind you of that traumatic memory that yeah. finally came up for you to process and release, mm-hmm. then that area of your body automatically armors up. And yeah. armor. So so you won't even hardly notice. Right. You might not even notice next time you guys get an emotional state or you're just sitting in a car driving somewhere. Let's say someone, I don't know, cut you off. I don't know. Do a quick body meditation. Go from the top of your head to the tip of your toes and see where you're holding that. at. Mm-hmm. Because somewhere, I mean, we walk around like this all day Yeah. because we're all stressed out. Mm -hmm. Literally, all of us are pretty much in fight or flight from all the crazy stuff that we have to deal with on a daily basis, especially in America where things are so sped up and fast and we're just so stressed, stressed, stressed because we're so busy, busy, busy. But like you'll notice this a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of places in our bodies that we're storing these. The, this trauma mm-hmm. and uh, it's creating dis ease in the body, yes. but dis ease turns into disease, and then you'll be pushing up daisies.
1: Yeah,
0: so you don't want to get to that point. You have to really do a body check, do a self check, and find out where are these things, where this pain is, mm-hmm. address it. She told me to look into that space where I'm storing the trauma. Mm-hmm. After she identified and identified where it was. And begin to make that a safe space and clear it mm-hmm. and clear it out mentally.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And I swear, you know, my back has felt a lot better. Is my back 100% pain-free? No, I was in a car accident. But that area isn't as tense anymore as from dealing with those issues and dealing with that trauma, facing it head on mm-hmm. and clearing it, it feels a lot better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really amazing what that type of modality, that type of therapy will do for you. It's it's really almost magical. Like when I was seeing her, we had one of the best sessions that we have ever had. And she cleared something from inside of the womb two weeks after I was conceived. Mm. It was like a, a block on my face that was curling into my chest and my back. And I literally felt just all of a sudden it was almost like a release of, of tightness. It mm. was like it just it just kind of melted away on my face, my chest, my back. I'm like, this is this is crazy. And then when I left that session, I felt light. Mm. I felt so light. Yeah. The next day she touched another part of my body. I think it was over here or something. And she brought up anger that I was storing in that place in my body mm. to the surface And she was like, "Okay, you just got to be cool today. You know, if you need to write about it, just write about it. But it's right there. It's right there. And you shouldn't stuff it back in there. Just just feel it. Release it. Do what you got to do. So remember, I came back and I was like, hey. This work has made me a little bit um
0: a little edgy. A yeah. little edgy. Right, right. You told <laughs> so me, you warned me.
1: I'm letting you know yeah. that I'm not feeling <laughs> the best. I'm yeah, but you know, just and you were so kind as to accept yeah. that and just let me have and be in my emotions. I said, hey,
0: I understand. Work through it, you know, work through it. And um, I'm just here for support mm-hmm. at that point. I'm here for support. If you yes. need somebody to talk to, you need to to run something by me, or just let me sit down and listen, that's what I'm here for, you know. And sometimes you'll find out, you know, when you're manifesting your partner and you finally get that partner. You don't have to try to solve every problem because you can't.
1: Well, that's a dude thing. So all guys, guys, it's naturally in a man to want to solve problems, to fix things, Mm -hmm. to make things better. I mean, men, honestly, the deepest, deepest part of you guys is just I just want to make her happy. Right. That's all like you guys really care about. I mean, you just want to make the woman happy. Mm And so if your woman is sad, crying, upset, and you know, you're wanting automatically that initial reaction is let me fix it. How yeah. can I fix it? Let me give her this suggestion. Let me tell her to do this, that, and the other. But women, as our beings are are different, mm-hmm. we just sometimes need to let it out, right? Yeah. We just need to be heard, understood, validated seen. and seen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right.
0: And so when you try to fix, 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 and Uh, you're not really seeing them and listening and hearing them. Mm -hmm. What happens to a lot of guys is they get frustrated because they feel like the woman is not taking the advice or not listening or doesn't want to do what it takes to stop this from happening and all this and that. And then it turns into an argument, two attitudes, and it turns into a clash. Mm -hmm. And so, but that can easily be prevented by just being um, there Listening and seeing and understanding and letting giving that person a place where they can just be vulnerable and open, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you can be understanding and empathetic, yeah. and that's how you work through those things.
1: Absolutely, you have to understand your partner and what makes your partner tick. Yeah. What makes your partner feel safe? I mean, as long as you both feel safe within a relationship, then everything can be talked out, right? Everything can be worked out mm-hmm. because. One person is not going to fly off the handle. You know that your partner. It's a safe place right. for you to just be honest and share. So, I mean, it's it's great that I've manifested that in my partner. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: And so what are some of the things that, you know, um, you were able to manifest and how?
1: So I manifested a bird pooping on my head in Egypt, <laughs> which sucks. I told that story last podcast or something. I literally was like sitting there cussing out everything in my head. My sunglasses on, you could totally tell I had an attitude. <laughs> I was, it wasn't with you. It was just with the situation. So I was just not talking. I was sitting there like, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, literally so upset. And I got up for a second. I think to pour my coffee or something. And you went to go give me an omelet because they messed up my freaking omelet. <laughs> so you went to leave. And then I sat on bird poop. And I was like, oh, oh, well, the only thing worse than this would be if a bird pooped on my head right now and then boop. Right like the top literally, of head. literally within the next minute, minute, I felt yeah. the warmth. I was like, "Oh my Man, god!" I literally to the room. I I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> Everyone was looking at me crazy. I just knew though. I was like, "I'm magic. This is amazing. Like this is the yeah. most amazing thing." I took my napkin. I was like, "I was like, oh yeah, that's poop. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's definitely poop." Yeah. But yeah, so I manifested bird poop on my head. That was interesting. So it can go both ways, guys. It can definitely go both ways. It can. Yeah.
0: That was yeah. mild.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's why you gotta be careful about what you say because it will happen. Yes. It will happen if you if you have that direct connection.
1: Absolutely. Which is
0: what we, we're gonna we're gonna teach you yeah. how to positively manifest.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, King Simon Egyptian poop. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, this is just not no normal bird poop. This is Egyptian bird poop. And you know these birds eat everything, okay? They eat everything. There's
0: a lot of there's. It's a mess out there. <laughs>
1: yes, that's uh, what I'm saying. But anyway, there's a lot of garbage out yeah, there. But anyway, crazy. um. So yeah, the things, <laughs> the things in my life. I mean, I've been able to manifest, and it's it's really amazing because mm-hmm. I've literally manifested everything that I'm living mm-hmm. today, yeah. and well, everything in general. So much so, like I. I've always been able to manifest partners in my life. Like I wanted certain things and qualities and I would manifest that, but mm. then they would have an opposite quality of like the most awful ever. That so like cancel the whole thing out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they would have like all these qualities that I wanted. Cause I would sit there and meditate on it and see the person and, you know, just like really, really focus. But then they would have this big thingy that would literally just ruin everything. Mm. Like it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. But for me, I had to do my work. I had to get in touch with who I am. I had to know myself on a deep, deep level because before I was just very surface. I was very surface. Mm -hmm. I was very traumatized. I was very in pain, trying to get out of pain, self-soothing by drugs, alcohol, partying, Mm -hmm. whatever I possibly could get into parties. It's just everything to try to literally distract myself from the pain that I was feeling within, the emptiness Mm -hmm. that I was feeling within. So until... And only until I started to do the healing work and to get to know myself and start, like you did, filling myself up with love and creating boundaries and hard boundaries in my life, which I never had. I mean, I I wasn't attracting anything good. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I was so single when I met you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was single for almost, I think, two and a half something years. I was alone and I was loving it okay I was in the best space ever I was loving my life I was happy I was doing whatever I wanted to do and I didn't I wasn't wanting anybody I literally was not needing anybody I was perfectly happy on my my myself mm-hmm. and it was so interesting because I wasn't looking for you but then, when I saw you and yeah. when we sat across from each other, and I got the little hard eyes, I was like, oh my God, I could really <laughs> see myself like dating this guy. I want to learn everything. And yeah. I think the first thing I asked you to do was mentor me. I'm like, can you mentor me? I yes. really want to know what books to read. And you yeah. told me I slew what books to read. And I went and got the books and I read them immediately. You did. You I you dove in. I was like, oh, all in. I was like, I was like,
0: wow, she really did this. Because a lot of people, they ask me that, but they don't do anything.
1: No, look, I read your book. I read his book three times in one week. So I could really get it into my brain. Like really make it sink in there. So, I mean, it was just, it was like a, a match made in heaven because I was honestly so happy that I wasn't looking. I wasn't in desperation mode. I wasn't looking for anybody in particular. But what I have noticed is that you've literally brought all of my happy manifestations into life. Like, I've seen myself getting married on a beach. Mm. I've seen, you know, the sunset and us literally standing there. Like, (laughs) I've seen the car that you got me for my birthday and me driving it. I've seen the CEO positions and the freaking company that we're bringing into fruition and the world change that we're creating. I've seen all this happen. Mm -hmm. And I always knew before I even knew him, I was like, I'm going to make a massive difference on this planet. And it's not bad. It's not bad. If you make a difference in one person's life, because you've changed one person's life. That's not a bad thing. But I always said that I am going to manifest creating global change. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help mass, a mass amount of people.
0: And that's facts. The first thing I asked you when I met you, one of the first things I asked you was, Um, you know, what what is one of your biggest goals? And you said you want to wanted to ground one million people, get one million people grounded.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And now you're already well on your way to doing that as your grounding book, The Mother Earth Effect. Yes. Just sold 60,000 copies to one company. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is really dope.
0: 60,000 copies, one order and many more thousands of copies and tens of thousands of copies being printed now for that same uh, company.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And our our number two is coming out soon, guys. So, right? Yeah, the Mother Earth Effect two. It's gonna be a whole series, so be on the lookout for that. But anyways, so what I'm trying to say basically is, you can only know others as deep as you know yourself, mm-hmm. right? So I had to get to know myself on such a deep level to be able to connect with someone so deeply as you. Mm-hmm. I think that that a lot of us are so scared and so surface that we really don't even sometimes know who we're with yeah. and what type of a relationship is that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know the extent of the feeling of love that you can have until you open up your body for emotions. Right. Yeah. I had numb myself for a long time and I wasn't feeling anything mm. until you start doing that shadow work and open up that cup. Now you're rolling with emotions. It's, it's difficult sometimes, but on the other side of that is the amount of happiness euphoria and ecstasy you can feel within your body and love for your partner is you can't even describe it in this Mm -hmm. earthly realm like there's no words words put boundaries upon that feeling that you can have which is literally divinity right
0: and i think you know some people have this misconception that you can only date one type of person one Mm -hmm. color person one person from one part of the world, even. I've even seen that before. Mm. They got to be this color and they got to be from this location. Well, your the love of your life might not be in that location. It might not be your dream color. Okay? And um, when you open yourself up to the universe, like I did, I said, I don't care what this person looks like. I just want somebody that fits into my puzzle and brings and adds to what I already have that adds to me. And, you know, that's, that's what we've been able to manifest together. I fit into her puzzle. She fits into my puzzle together. We're making a masterpiece and, you know, it takes work though.
1: Yeah.
0: It takes work. And so for those of you who are thinking that this relationship is just, you know, uh, you know, cream on top of cake, (laughs)
1: <laughs> butterflies and unicorns
0: listen <laughs> it takes work yeah and we're not going to sugarcoat that we're not going to lie to you and tell you that every day is going to be the best day of your life and every day you're going to see 10,000 rainbows and you're going to open up 10 pots of gold every single day mm-hmm. it's not true we have to work to keep our relationship in the way that it is and one thing that we began doing about 8 months ago Has it been eight months?
1: Yeah, I think it was now like nine. Okay. Nine months now. All right,
0: nine months ago, we started couples counseling. Mm -hmm. I truthfully believe that if you're in a relationship with somebody that you want to be long term, whether you're married or not, you need to go and get couples counseling. It's It's going to give a neutral person that can help with the understanding between the differences between the two parties and help improve the level of communication and understanding between the two. Yes. So I highly recommend it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Because everybody has different, a different way of perceiving life. Everybody has gone through different types of relationships and different traumas within those relationships that create triggers right within us So we may read something that our partner is doing in the wrong way because of something that happened in our last relationship because that person used to do it that way. So we're so used to what our body's condition. Now we put our defenses up and we're ready to fight. Right. So, I mean, that's that's the the whole part of the work that we have to do together is to understand how to communicate in the way that our partner understands us. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we've all been raised differently. No one is perfect. No one is going to be. In the perfect realm and talk to you the way that you want to be talked to all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Things happen. Yeah. So the therapy, what it does for us is it really helps us to understand each other better because at the end of the day, our goal is the same. Right. We're about to be together for the rest of our lives. Exactly. So I mean, that is the goal, right? That that's the is goal.
0: That's the commitment.
1: Yeah. That's the you know? commitment. That's so- the contract
0: we <laughs> signed, right? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but well, you're right. And it and but and it takes a fight. Mm-hmm. I fought for her. And she fought for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It has to be a, a fight not to fight each other, but to fight for one another. Yes. That's the real fight fighting for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some people are in the fight with each other <laughs> and that's toxic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so stop it.
1: <laughs> yes. And we found something that works well for us. Just a little pointer for any couples out there. If you ever feel so triggered, right. And you see your partner getting triggered and upset and it's just, about to you see the the bomb about to go off. Just have a safe word, say the safe word, and run away from each other. <laughs> Give each other some space yeah. to calm down, cool down. Because once the person, your person, is in fight or flight, mm-hmm. your physiology literally changes inside yeah. of you. So you have different stress hormones, stress. You have adrenaline, cortisol running through your body. So that is literally making you tense up, tighten up. It's yeah. making you your your Brain acts and behave differently now. Your frontal lobe is kind of shut down, and you're just reacting from your hindbrain brain, right? Yeah. From your cerebellum, your lid is flipped. Now it's like turned on, and now all you want to do is react, react, react. There's no conscious thought. There's no space between stimulus and response. Nothing can get solved in mm-hmm. those moments,
0: right? Nothing. Nothing. So the best thing to do is have a code word, and when that code word is spoken, there's an understanding and respect for one another that mm. you both walk away and come back together later when things have calmed down, the blood flow has come back to the brain Mm -hmm. and we're both open for communication. See, that's the trick right there that a lot of people don't know and they end up ruining and destroying what could potentially be great relationships simply because they don't know how to keep it from becoming toxic. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some toxic situations you just can't get away from narcissism and things like that, but if it's just disagreements And also some of these disagreements, like you said, are linked to past traumas. Mm. You know, I'll be honest with you. I had a past trauma that was uh, I was getting triggered from things happening in this relationship because I was my mind was trying to link to something that happened years ago from another relationship. And the counselor said, no, 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 that's not this. This is something totally different. You're now going into a trauma link. And it's activating you. You see, this is why the counseling is so important. you got to learn this stuff about yourself because I would have never made that connection in a trillion years, but it's there. And I recommend that people go to counseling, not only before you get married, if you're in a long-term relationship, and even after you get married, we still go.
1: Yes, yes. And I plan to go. I've been in counseling for years. It's just, I mean, I need it. I think everybody needs it. Everybody needs some sort of outlet. And someone to mirror back to you, your own self, because we can't see ourselves. So right. we can't see our own toxicity sometimes. So sometimes yeah. we need to be able to become aware of our own toxicity, right? Mm-hmm. Our own rose colored glasses yes. when we perceive life in a way that some some because of something that happened to us when we were two. Right. So, I mean, it's important for us to have that self-reflection so we can interact with ourself and make ourselves better.
0: It's all about becoming better. Mm-hmm. So I go to counseling just for myself mm-hmm. and we go to couples counseling. She goes her own counseling for herself mm-hmm. and we go to couples counseling. Yes. I know some people say, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of counseling and that's a lot of, well, listen, we have priorities in our life. Mm-hmm. We all make a decision every single day. We watch it. We binge watch Netflix or some Amazon Prime series, right? Right. Or we go on these uh, trips or we go on vacations or we go and we we have our, our, you know, guys night and girls trip and guys trip and all whatever it is. We prioritize these specific things in our lives. Well, why not prioritize a relationship and make that one of the top priorities in your life Mm -hmm. to where if you have to sacrifice something else in some other area, so be it. If you really want that to work and both sides are in full agreement that they're willing to put in the work. That's another key. Then I think it's worth it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, my family has always been my top priority. So that, that over everything, everything I put my family first, that's how it's always, always been, whether it be my girlfriends who I look at, like my family, my mom, you know, I, now it's you Mm -hmm. and Gabe, this is my family. And this is what I put first. So if, I'll, I'll spend hours if I have to, to make it work, because that's my priority. Right. So, right. I mean, figure out what your priorities are in life, too. Mm-hmm. And also realize that that we don't live this life forever, guys. Yeah. Like these bodies get old and they do wither away. Mm-hmm. And one of the days you will be on your deathbed. And when you look around, who do you see? Mm-hmm. Who do you see? Yeah. I mean, are you going to be alone on that deathbed? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone wants to be alone on a deathbed. Right. Exactly. I want my family there.
0: Yeah, want your family there. You want them to be happy mm-hmm. around you, yes. not sharks going. Ah, when is he or she going to drop right. so Oof. I can devour whatever I can get? Mm-hmm. But you want them there because they honestly love you and they care, and they're standing by your side as you're getting ready to transition.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you for so that much. kind kind comments. Appreciate yes. you, Tears as Gift Garden.
0: And, and thank you everyone else for all the donations tonight. We really yes. appreciate it. Yes. The money will go to underprivileged kids as we always help the kids in the communities and schools program. Yes. So thank yes. you so much.
1: Exactly. So anyways, I mean, yeah, we just wanted to share this episode. But we think it's really important because a lot of us, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, well, 99.9% of us on this planet just wants to be in peace, in love with another being. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the best feeling that you can have, whether that even love feeling be within yourself, right, or with another person. It doesn't really matter, but at the end of the day, that's what we're all looking for. So we hope that this this episode has helped give some pointers. Um, I know that I will be diving into different ways to do your shadow work, right, to clear your frequency, your radio waves, so that you can have a clear path to manifestation. You can align your subconscious and your conscious mind. You can align your mind, body, and spirits. Yes. That's what I'm going to be teaching in the Manifest Destiny workshop.
0: Yeah. And Shadow if you, work. And if you're watching on Instagram, make sure you click the link in my bio. I just dropped the link in the uh, live chat for everyone else on Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else you may be watching. If you're watching on Instagram or Twitter, or now it's called X. Click the link in my bio and make sure you get signed up for the Manifest Destiny Workshop ASAP. Um, You know, it's interesting that you say, before we get off, you say radio waves. I love the fact that you came up with that analogy because in uh, some of my science workshops that I teach, I have a scientific study that shows that conscious thoughts act just like radio waves and transmit out into the universe and they literally go on the grid forever yeah just like in 1960 when i love lucy was playing on regular broadcast Mm -hmm. tv Mm -hmm. it's broadcasting on radio waves and don't you know that if you're a distant alien race that could pick up those waves way out there Mm -hmm. and you can decode the waves you can actually watch i love lucy today so when i tell you your thoughts Mm -hmm. go out with the same conscious thought on them into the universe and stay there, I mean it. It's real science. It's not mysticism. It's not woo-woo. It's real. That's why you got to be careful about what you think. The book of life or the Akashic records, oh, it's real. It's real because every thought you think is saved in the ether. It doesn't go anywhere. Every thought you've ever had since you were in the womb exists in this energetic grid we call the universe.
1: Yeah. And sometimes your thoughts aren't even yours, right? You're pulling from other people's thoughts around you. You're yeah. pulling from the ether, from the all knowing. Yes. It's all up here. And sometimes they'll just fall into your mind and don't ever get down on yourself for having negative thoughts because we all have negative thoughts. Don't be like, oh, I need to manifest. I have this negative thought and it won't go away. Don't, don't even go into that. Just understand that you have thoughts, you'll have thoughts all the time, and just pay attention to the good ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pay attention to the good ones.
0: Exactly. And if they begin to take you over, if negative thoughts begin to take you over, remember, go back to your list of five things you're grateful for, or either mm-hmm. instantly think about five things that you're grateful for, and guess what? Your body will shift. Your your cell frequency will shift. Your mind will begin to shift into a more positive state of mind mm-hmm. just by feeling the emotion of being Great grateful. To
1: Gratitude,
0: gratitude. Yes, very
1: high vibe, guys. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to sign up for our manifest destiny workshop. We're gonna be diving deep into these things. Yeah, and I promise, I promise everyone that is going to be on the workshop that this meditation that I'm gonna teach, you're gonna clear out some energetic trauma that you mm-hmm. have. You're gonna clear out some physical trauma in your body that you have. You're gonna clear out some mental trauma, and you will be elevated, and you will reap the benefits in your life. If Absolutely. you. Join this no doubt workshop.
0: All right, y'all, we gotta go eat dinner. Even though it's kind of late, we have to eat some dinner now. So we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I I hope some some people got something out of this that they can apply in their life and begin to make the changes they need to make.
1: Yes, yes. So please like, share, comment, all that good stuff, you guys. And I hope everyone has a great weekend. We are gonna do a pop up live tomorrow. I'm interviewing Billy all about Turkey. Yes. Because there's a lot going on, or there there has been a lot going on out there forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know much and I want to know. So I'm gonna be interviewing Billy tomorrow. Beautiful. Be fun.
0: Yes. All right, cool. We live stream this to, to Instagram at the same time. So on Instagram, cool. click the link in my bio. Yes, yes. See y'all soon. Peace. All right, peace out. Peace out. This is Billy Carson with forbidden knowledge.tv.